Very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. Um, on today's show, we're going to be looking back over Cavan's victory over Leash in, is it MW Higher or More Park? Now, you, you think we have problems, Paul Fitzpatrick, with Kingspan Brefney. You, you try wrap your mouth around MW Higher or More Park. Yeah, MW Higher or More Park, yeah. Does it does it roll off the tongue? It doesn't Can roll off the tongue. Can you say it easy? No. I, didn't you, rea- I didn't realize it was sponsored. You see, there's the point. There's the big point. Yeah. That's it. It like whatever they're paying. To be honest, John commentary. All I said was Omar Park. To, to be fair, uh, Cavan put a big push on Kingspan Brefney. Kingspan Brefney. Yeah. yeah, but holding on to the Brefney, and you know, then you're you're still getting your sponsored rights. We've we we, we we've kind of. Rolled over on this a few times, but I, I, I can see where they're coming from because nobody, nobody on, on Saturday or on Sunday call it MW Higher Omar Park. Yeah. Uh, although in, you would think that in Cavan, but you do hear county board officers mainly calling it Kingspan Refney. Um, yeah. You don't hear too many of the ordinary man in the street. The likes of us there, the ordinary punter. Uh, we don't call it. Well, we do. We, we do. do. We do on air or we in do. print, but I don't think we do colloquially. Like No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Although, do you know what? Some county board members have even gone to the point that they're calling it Kingspan. Kingspan. It's just yeah. been called Kingspan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think is going too far. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. We need the Brefney. I would. I, I have no problem with Kingspan Brefney Park, but I, I have a problem with Park, uh, or Park being dropped. But I'll tell you a very interesting thing. This Go is really it. interesting. I, we're I only a minute this, and a half in and we've got something interesting. I discovered this last week and you're going to be very interested in this, Damien. In 1923, uh, Brefney Park, Kingspan Brefney, or Brefney Park as it was then, was opened, yeah. officially opened. So, <coughs> Derry, for example, Derry County Board wasn't established until 1930. So they hadn't even a board until 1930. Right. Whereas um, we, Cavan were the first county in us that had their own grounds. Like They had their own grounds before there was even a county board in Derry. But um, it opened with, with a game between Cavan and Dublin. I think Monaghan played, Roscommon as well. But there were all these politicians and dignitaries there on the day, obviously, all speeching. And Owen O'Duffy, the general Owen O'Duffy, who's a big GA man and also a fascist, basically, he <laughs> went and fought with Franco in Spain and founded the Blue Shorts, all that stuff. He spoke on the day and it was all tub thumping address about um, Ireland's Mother Earth, or Mother Ireland, and Pori Pierce stuff about fertilise the soil with your blood type stuff. But uh, one of the things he said was that this new, I don't have the direct, direct quote in front of me, but it was something like this new this new pitch in, in, here in Cavan, the Athletic Grounds, as it's called, um, will be the will be the pride of all Ulster. It'll be it'll be to uh, Ulster what Crow Park is to the rest of the country in the GA, and in the ancient the ancient kingdom of Breffney can be proud of it. Uh, so much so that you, you could call it Brefney Park. No way. Yeah. And That's where it got its name. So, but if the official name back then was the Athletic Grounds, because a lot of pitches used to be called the Athletic Grounds yeah. back then. Yeah. Obviously, in our mind, held on to it. Yeah, the Kiligarry's a new, but that's a new place. But a lot of places were called the Athletic Grounds or the Showgrounds type thing. Yeah. But the, the Brefney Park was never called Brefney Park, as far as I can ascertain, until the day it was opened and th- that was said. And it stuck. And another funny thing just about that was... Um, I, I kicked up I was acting the bollocks a bit a couple of years ago with the county board <laughs> over the Kingspan Brefney thing I was getting a bit of annoyed that someone I can't remember someone in the board was at me about calling it and I had been putting in an effort to call it Kingspan Brefney Park at the time but um, 
I went back to them and says, well, it's not called that uh, officially. And they were saying it is. And I said, well, it's not in the in the accounts, which says, in the accounts of the county board, which says the deeds are held by the bank, which would be right and proper for the money yeah. that was owed or whatever. It said that whatever it was, 10 hectares or whatever it was, 10.6 hectares of ground, commonly known as Breffley Park. And I said, that's what it's called. That's what it's it's known as that's his title and the following year I picked up the, the, the accounts of convention and it was changed to King's Park Refty Park and I checked it again the following year and obviously whoever did that forgot to change it again so the following year was back to Refty Park so it's funny it's interesting but it's uh, it, 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 it was it was a three minute tangent on a little bit of a history lesson which I'm delighted with I'm, de- I'm delighted for Mr. Duffy having named it uh, Breffney Park but another uh, interesting fact about Owen Duffy go for it further. last one Monaghan got the All-Ireland final in 1938 um, the only Ulster championship that Cavan didn't win in the 30s was won by Monaghan in 1938 they got the All-Ireland final and they got hammered and I remember someone from Monaghan telling me Monaghan, a lot of Monaghan people weren't that bothered that they lost that final and I said why and uh, as far as I know there was hardly any Monaghan players on the team because Owen Duffy was the head of the guards uh, the guards of Shia who who had just been set up in the in the new state Steer Stout now Heron and uh, he flooded Monaghan Garda Division with good footballers from down the country and Monaghan got a brilliant team and got to an All Ireland final. No so way! So you can always throw that to Monaghan once. Oh, lovely, lovely. We'll, we'll we'll use that in the future. Take it back to Sunday, and Cavan put in a a really workmanlike performance in horrendous conditions. Against the undefeated Leash and came away with a very comfortable ten point victory. It it was well deserved. It was it, it was well deserved. Cavan were the better team, even though Cavan didn't play well for the first twenty five minutes or so. But something clicked, um, and I thought it was at the time. I thought it was the the Leash centre half getting Sinbin, who if you remember I predicted it was a hothead. Yeah, because uh, I was told that he was late. It was thirty five minutes. It was yeah, it was. He got his sin bin just one minute remaining in the half. So Actually, Cavan had scored four points in a row at that stage. Was the click Leash's goal? Maybe yeah. Well, that's when it seemed to turn because yeah. Cavan put one four together. Yeah, Leash got a point straight after their goal. That's right from <coughs> a bad kick out. Yeah, but so at that stage it looked bad for Cavan because um, like Cavan had played with a hurricane at their backs yeah. early on. Yeah, but it clicked. That was probably that was possibly the best spell they played in the match in that last ten minutes of the first half mm. because second half they got a goal in the first attack a goal in the last attack and That's only right. two points in between but I know they're against the gale and they, and they the controlled ball, the ball they did they used the ball very well yeah. but we were discussing it last night you were throwing shapes at me <laughs> throwing shade I should say not throwing shapes you were saying that that when when I sent you my column for this week um, you were saying that I have a bit of, Bit of a turnaround in my in my uh, summation. A wee, of a wee bit of a swing. Yeah. I said, I, in fact, I think I said that's a wild swing. <laughs> a wild swing, yeah. From one side to the other. You you finished off. People can read tomorrow's Anglo Celt. You finished off with something of the lines. Um, well, the piece, the piece I wrote was was um, I was so impressed with the Cavan defence uh, at the weekend. And I was just thinking about it on the way up the road, holding leash to three points. Like a leash attack, which included Evan O'Carroll, Mark Barry, fellas who are highly rated by people in the know. Yeah. And holding them to three points. And I was just thinking. Two of them were freeze. Yeah. Or were all three freeze. At least two were freeze. At least two it? were freeze. But we were discussing on the way home who was the man of the match um, on the Diehards podcast. A lot of us were naming defenders. Like I named mm. Park Faulkner. I think you named Killian Brady. Um, well, I, yeah, like no, I named Martin Riley. I named Ocean Pearson as well, the man of the match. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. but but 
But Killian Brady, Brady Park Falker were definitely there in it, and Martin Riley. And Kieran Brady was very good. And I was, yeah. think, I was thinking to myself, you know, it's a simple game at the back of it all. Like, and Cavan have got three, three lads in the back in the back line there at the minute in Killian, Killian Brady, Park Falker, and Kieran Brady, the three of the hardiest lads playing playing football who will actually go through a wall for you, like the. Yeah, as in the nineteen forty eight All Ireland final, we're really getting the history lesson here. Um, the Celt was previewing and all, and all the pen picks, and when they came to Willie Doonan, they just wrote everyone got a whole write up, and they kept to Willie Doonan it's just three words: "No's no fear." No's no fear. And Cavan have three defenders there that 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 are absolutely tough nuts. And now they can play a bit of ball too. Like obviously, it's particularly Kieran the Holly can can get up and get scores. But when you put in Martin Riley and Jerry Smith, their class and their mm. athleticism, and Ocean Kieran, Kieran and driving out of defence the way he was last day. That backline really, really looked good to me. Yeah, so, but that's what my column was about. At the end of the column, I said that that so Brady, Brady Faulkner, Brady. It sounds like a solicitor's firm. Well, I've changed that line then when I went to print. Have I, you? I, well, I kept that I line, it. but but I said that the firm would be a good name for them. The firm. So, the firm would be a great name. So that's what we're calling those three boys now. The, the three firm. boys are the firm. Well, they they were the foundation on which the win was built. Uh, they are following in a noble tradition and are a credit to the blue and white jersey. Now, where I was coming from with our, our slight debate last night was earlier on in the column, and it is a brilliant, brilliant piece of, of writing because you nice. you compare back to the greats of the 40s, uh, Willie Doonan, into the 60s where you're talking about McCabe and, uh, and Peter, Pritchard. Peter Pritchard, lads like that. So, you know, where I was saying was that it's it's a, it's a wild swing from where maybe before the league we were talking about relegation mm. or you were talking about relegation I was, I was and you said before the league that, that after five rounds Cavan had been the shake up for promotion and I, I laughed at me laughed at it I said, as no. did everybody yeah though to be fair credit where it's due well no, it's not due yet it's, it's not, not due yet, yet. No, definitely I, not. I thought Cavan were going to struggle to stay in the division with the players that they lost but to be fair I do think the forward line is a work in progress I think the absentees are being felt more in the forward line but is for my money, the the progress is evident in the forward line. Though you can see them getting better, like you've sorted out your freeze. Which I'm I'm going to go on record as saying since I started doing commentary for Northern Sound, Sunday's game was the first time that Cavan didn't miss a free in my in there my time. Go. That's interesting. That's that, seven that, years. That's, that says an awful lot. And the thing was as well that and and Brian McGee obviously hit two of them and an attacking mark. We we'll give credit to the to the management, but also I have to say there's an element of it being more by accident than design that they might have stumbled across a winning combination in ways, and that's not a criticism; it's just an observation because you take Brian McGee, he was discarded um, before ball was kicked under the current management, and really his club form forced him back into the, their plans. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas Galligan, another man there around the middle that's that's been doing well, he he. Uh, Looked like he was out of favour. Out of favour, completely, yeah. and, and has played his way back into it there as well. Um, like, they controlled the middle of the field in the first half, those two lads, and if you were to believe back in September, before the county panel had come together, neither of them were going to play county mm-hmm. football this year. You know, That's so, right. Now, the only thing I would say is, and we've talked about this before, Thomas Callaghan has some work to do on the defensive end. Again, I'm pretty sure he was picking up a lock and he got two points. Yeah, and yet I, I do think he's improving in that area of his game. But he's improving all around. Like, like yeah. if he fulfills his potential, you've he's got a you, top you, top drawer midfielder. Well, you've got you've got a really good midfield for a few years. Yeah, you know because 
Brian McGee's only maybe 23. Thomas Galligan, 23, 22, 23, would he be? Oh, sorry, no, he'd be a bit older. Well, he was and, he was on that McCrory team. That's five years ago now, so he's probably 23. Yeah, 23, 24. So the two of them were around 23, 24. You know, they haven't even reached their prime yet. No, you no, know? not as midfielders. So there's, there's still a lot to come from them. And I think I've seen signs of where Thomas definitely sometimes could be accused of falling asleep defensively. You can see it's happening less and less as as this league is going on. Yeah, look at it, it. I I think it's it's a joy to to behold him in full flight when he's driving through and he yeah like he won some frees last last Sunday that yeah. were important. Yeah, I thought he did well up front. Well, the two frees that Brian McGee scored, Thomas Gallagher was fouled for. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and Brian won a mark and, and tapped it over himself yeah. as well at one stage. Yeah. Um, up front, I thought. Pearson, as we talked about in the last podcast, shoot on side policy the other day with the wind, yeah. dead right. Yeah. And he kicked a couple of beauties. He kicked one from the left corner that was <sighs> magic. Wasn't it? Yeah. It really was. Like To describe it for people who aren't there and maybe mightn't have been listening in, it was <clears throat> it was a, a sideline ball on the 13-meter line to the left-hand side of the goals. And he went short with it to Garode, who gave it back to him. He had stepped in maybe two, three meters at most and then just sailed it with the outside of the left boot. You know, literally perfectly over the blue spot because um, the leash goalkeeper, Corbett, jumped thinking he might get there, but then you could see he he, he was maybe a foot and a half away from it still. So a class, class score by, was, by it was, Pearson. It was, and his, his finishing is deadly. Now, his ball winning is probably not the strongest part of his game. Like, his finishing is deadly. Yeah. Um, but... Nobody worked harder than Ocean Pearson did on Sunday. I was so impressed with his work. Rate. If somebody had said to this, to you, even last year, Ocean Pearson is going to be the hardest working player in the field for Cavan, you'd, you'd, you've kind of looked at him and go, okay, you don't know anything about football because he's not that type of player. Yeah. He's a poacher. He's a finisher. He's not a hard worker. But geez, he's a hard worker now. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, look. And that's a huge credit to him, isn't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, we, we've been crying out for quality young forwards to come along for a few mm. years and, and he's putting his hand up and he's doing everything he can to yeah. to, to become the man and like he took his three points very well so hats off to him like I actually thought it was him who got the goal and, until you corrected me the first goal oh right it was Murray who got his fist to it yeah. lightning Murray I know you don't I know you've two goals Murray you want to call him two goal I think you near, I think you nearly need three goals to, to, to get goal in your nickname I know we got yeah. a goal in the Ulster final last year. And to be fair, you probably need to score two goals more than once yeah. to, for it to stick. But there's, there's a famous man from Mayo called Four Goal McGee. <laughs> Big Willie Four Goal McGee to give, him his, to give him his full nickname. <laughs> he actually has three nicknames. He's, he's got he's got Willie, he's got Big, and he's oh, got so, Four Goal. So he's not William. Oh, he's William. He's but William. Willie's William. a nickname. Okay. Yeah. But Big Willie Four Goal McGee scored four goals in under twenty one All Ireland one time in the sixties. Uh, I was introduced to him in Mayo one time. <laughs> I think you need to score more than two to get goal into your nickname. But I propose mm. Lightning Murray. I, I, I hate to admit it, but your your nickname is probably more apt than mine, and 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 therefore I'll have to bow to it. He he is Lightning. He I, is. I, I don't know. Absolutely would he be related to to the original Lightning Murray? I'm I not sure. Don't think so. But we we'll ask club. him. Same club, yeah, yeah. I, I but I don't think. They're, they're related now, but I, I I stand to correction on that. To the best of my knowledge, they're they're different Murrays. Okay, um, but still, the speed of of Stephen, he deserves probably the nickname Lightning Murray. He really does, but you should have asked him about it. I should have, I should have. But speaking of Stephen Murray, so we might as well go to the interview. Here's the the two goal scorer, two goal Murray for another few days. 
So delighted to be joined by uh, Stephen Murray, or as I've been calling you now, two goals, Murray, after. Wonderful victory here. You must be delighted that. Only a half to take two goals. I know, it's unbelievable, to be honest. I can't really believe it. I don't think the boys can believe it either. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, I know here, just delighted to get it. Uh, just delighted to have the boys over the line at the end of the day. We came here for the two points and that's what we wanted to get so it was brilliant from that side of things It was a real real honest workmanlike performance from, from minute one to minute 75 Yeah I suppose that's kind of what we wanted to do I suppose just wanted to build on that second half performance from or against Westmead um, obviously Champ or the lead didn't start off as well as we wanted to but we just wanted to show and prove to ourselves that we were able to kind of keep that intensity up for 70 minutes Um and I suppose we did that today, which is which is brilliant to see. Tell us a little bit about the conditions, because obviously you weren't playing the first half, but you were down. Mm. Was the wind as strong as it looked? Very much so, yeah. At one stage, I took a solo when the when the ball was in midair, started to blow back against me. Actually, lost it. So um, yeah, very tough conditions. It was kind of patchy at times as well. Sometimes it wasn't too bad, but when the wind was blowing, it was it was very very tough. It was even like running against it was 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 difficult. So. Um, I think that's why the goals are so important in that second half too. Do you know, we knew we weren't going to get a whole pile of opportunities, so we just wanted to take them when we could. Yeah, lo- looking at that second half, it was it was a different style Cavan played. It was very much first half shoot on shot or yeah. on sight. Second half, then it was more about a patient build up or or trying to run hard lines. Yeah, well, I suppose that's like we knew we had the wind in the first half, so we, we kind of wanted to kind of go in with the lead if we could. Um, at half time, we just said here, just let's be patient. Um, not to, don't rush it when we have the ball they can't score so yeah we, we, we did that as best we could in the second half but there was still a lot of attacking opportunities created in that second half scoring two goals and two points to their three points probably was a fair reflection on, on the second half display probably not like to be fair to the like they they had to try and push up like they were losing by eight points so they had to go and try and, and uh, kind of in search for goals so that kind of allowed a few gaps in behind the back so like that kind of worked out well for us in the end, I suppose. That hard run that you made going in behind the back, Garoad McKeown picked out brilliantly. Yes, that was fun, Have yes. you scored many into the top corner? Uh, I think I've scored a few in training. Now, the boys may say differently. The lads reckon it was just a big solo for us than a kick. But uh, no, I heard lately I got it. At the end of the day, um, I don't get them too often, so I'll enjoy it when I do. And do you think the nickname Two Goals Murray will stick up around Terry Kyle? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if the boys have much to say about that. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Interesting, I suppose, for listeners, the... um talking about the conditions there he, he was saying how that time he tried to take a solo and it, it came right back at him before he got a chance to kind of catch it and he lost possession it really was I know we knew it was windy up at the back of the stand where we were but to tell exactly what way the wind was blowing was difficult but from what he was saying it, it was an absolute gale just blowing into them in the second half yeah you, at the back of the stand like of course it was it was so bizarre that it was quite calm, even though it was very cold before throwing, and about a minute before throwing, or less even, it was like someone just flicked a switch and this gust got up. And genuinely, I thought 
is this stand going to hold up to yeah. this wind? Yeah. Maybe it was just where we were sitting, but um, so I can only imagine what it was like down on the pitch. Tough conditions, like, and Cavan meant business. I, I thought one of the turning points of the game was when Kelly and Brady um, met the leash goalkeeper with, oh. with a shoulder. Do you know what? That goalkeeper, they, they have a good goalie. Uh, your man Brody's excellent. That's right, Graham. All the leash people I was talking to were saying that this new goalkeeper was one of the main reasons that they had such a good start to the league. But I think he'd be a bit annoyed. He made a run up the field and lost possession at one stage. He was beaten to, to the, he was lobbed and then he got beaten to the to the high ball by Stephen Murray. He's not the biggest man in the yeah. world. He was in no man's land for that one. Was it really a high ball? No, it wasn't a high well, ball. It but bounced he, between them. If now, he's coming, he has to make it. And and the funny thing about it was we've seen that he is quick because he oh, bore it away from Garoda at one point. Rocket, yeah. So Stephen, it was a 50-50 ball and Stephen got there with 10% to, to spare. Yeah, but but if the keeper's coming, he has to make that. Yeah, yeah, and it, and if he doesn't make the ball, he has to leave something on on, on Stephen Murray. Yeah. Stephen Murray got away lightly there, yes, didn't he? He did. I I, I had lightning got away light. Lightning got away lightly on on that one, but he I have to say overall, Stephen's contribution once again coming off the bench and and, and driving at them in difficult conditions, it still brings an energy. To Cav and, and and it's a forward momentum. It's it it it's a driving energy. I love I love seeing Steve Murray come off of Cavan. I tell you what, he's fast breaking into into the top five players in this pod. Like my, yeah, my top five favorite Cavan players of recent years. Like I would have Jerry Smith, uh, David Givney was always a favorite player of mine. Kieran Brady, mm. um, there are three that spring to mind. Anyway, there's there's, some, there's someone else there that, that I'm forgetting about. And the other is, now is Stephen Murray. Yeah. He's class. He is class. He's just brilliant. Yeah. One of them that you mentioned there, I think is growing in form and growing in confidence is Jerry Smith. Yeah. Like flashback to his under 21 days and you're in an All-Ireland semi-final and we were looking at him getting up into a scoring position and turning back and take it to last Sunday. He steps inside the 45, maybe cutting from the right sideline in five, six yards and then just sails the ball over the bar, albeit wind assisted, but still two confident strikes. And then very unlucky not to get a goal, a deflection sent it over the bar. But he you know looks what, like... was in the centre, but Jer- yeah. but if he wasn't, but he saw him, he did the right thing because Garoud, if he had to give the hand pass, I don't think Garoud just had enough separation from his man right. to, to make a count. Because okay. Mickey Hanna was beside me and he was shouting give it to Garoud but when I watched that's what made me turn my gaze to Garoud and Jerry did the right thing Okay, and it was a good save yeah well it looked like it was blocked by the defender oh it was a block by the blocked defender by the right, defender because okay. the defender and you could see it, it It stunned the defender he went down injured after it and was limping kind of shaking off his right leg from it So, and I don't think Jerry's 100% fit yet either I, I saw him a couple of times he looked to be blowing so there's more in him which is I, exciting I was just going to say that. I, I think <laughs> now touch wood I think we're seeing the potential that everybody knows is there or the start of it because I, I don't think I'm offending him by saying we haven't seen the best at county senior level of Jerry Smith mm. not for his potential but he, no. he's been a he's been a very good player for Cavan yeah but but he's the potential to be the best ah yeah he's the potential to be as good a good a footballer as there is yeah yeah and I think opinion. I think we're starting to see a bit more of that now and even uh, there was a picture going around on, on social media of him after the game he looks like he's enjoying it well look at they're all enjoying it at the moment but um, and I suppose all that enjoyment comes out in, in, in every every facet of the of the team there including the manager who I caught up with after the game here's Mickey Graham 
joined by Cav manager Mickey Graham after a 10-point victory here. I think it was in the end over uh, Leash. You'd have taken the hand of somebody if they offered you that before the game. Yeah, I said that you're, um, you, you've lost your mind a wee bit, you know, to be honest with you, because um, we knew coming down here is not an easy place to come to, to play uh, Port Leash, and we were expecting a real tough battle. But you know, the score probably didn't reflect this, the game. Probably, I suppose, as a whole, we got the goal near the end, probably for the wee bit of um, you know, wee bit of cream on it at the end. But it was tough out there and tough conditions, to be honest with you. You know, it was nothing easy, or there was nothing easy got out there today. I think you're being a wee bit modest that, that it doesn't reflect because the, the Cavan display looked like it was just built on a lot of hard work and honesty. You know, from from a neutral or from a, a supporter's point of view, that's what it looked like. What did you think was the was the key in that victory? Yeah, look at Damien. When only the conditions and the way they are, sometimes um, you know you can have the best laid plans in the world and they didn't go out the window because of and when when the conditions are like that, and it was about rolling up the sleeves and getting down stuck into the trenches and getting the hands dirty today. And I thought the lads scrapped for every single ball and. That's all you can ask any day, the lads go out in the field, and they did, you know, they got down on ball, and one ball they shouldn't have won, and it's encouraging, and it lifts everybody, you know, on the team when you see lads doing that, and it was just great to see it, and, you know, and, and, and showed a great bit of composure in the second half as well, you know, when when Leash got a bit of a run at us, you know, the lads really, you know, work, left it the work ethic and turned over some terrific ball at times when, you know, it, it didn't look like it was possible. Looking at Leash coming into the game, you'd have said Evan O'Carroll, Lillis, Barry, key players, they look non-existent. Your man markers were brilliant. Yeah, look at um, look at yeah, look as I said, the boy has done the job. Some days uh, that works, and some days it doesn't. You know, um, but yeah, happy with the whole uh, whole performance. Happy from one to twenty lads that maybe got on as well. Um, just really pleased that we got another two points, and we'll not look any further than this now. To be honest with you, we just take the next game and going to Brewster Park away from home again, which is going to be a, a another tough place to go, and we don't have a great record against them down there. I know. It, it might be over-egging this a wee bit too much, but the work rate, it was typified out by your full forward line, particularly Oshin Pearson, who's known as a, a scorer, as a as a, a flashy player, but the amount of turnovers he produced, you had to be impressed with that. Yeah, look, at Oshin's young, he's come in He's come into the team, you know, last year late, and the one thing he's added to his game is his work ethic, you know, and we say that, you know, we should celebrate the, the turnovers that Oshin gets more so than the scores he gets, because it just shows his honesty, and the whole lot of the lads have shown that and you know any day you go out that's all you ask from and you know it's it's the way the game has gone now you need 15 lads working one or two lads not doing their job and then you're in trouble so as I said he set the tempo from the word go and everybody else followed suit Looking at Evan Dowie, we knew he had talent. I think he was going for the goal. You had a better angle, maybe, than me. Did he mean it? Um, well, no, and Evan, he probably did. <laughs> yeah, looking at the time, it looked because the way the conviction and the kick, I thought he, he had it on his mind. I haven't chatted to him yet, but I'm sure he'd say it was in his mind. So, but look, we got a lucky break. We were unlucky to give away a sloppy goal just before that. You know, I, I, we can see the 1 1 in the space of a minute and a half, which was just handling errors. And, you know, but the boys responded well. And we got the lucky break, and when you—that's what I said at the last day—when you're working hard enough, you get you make those lucky breaks. Yeah, in in the backs, a, a lot of really good displays. But I thought Killian the Gunner stood out at, at least four or five turnovers. He, he stood into a leadership role for you. Yeah, look at—that's what you want from your your experienced players, leading by example and taking the game to that position. And I thought all our experienced players—you know—you're talking your Kieran Brady's, your Killians, your 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 Marty Riley's, your Garodes—you know when when you needed them to step up. 
they stepped up and the younger lads it's great for them younger lads to see that too the older players leading by example you brought on a man at half time I've, I've christened now two goal Murray did you expect him to get two goals no look at um, I suppose Stephen has made an impact the last couple of games he's come on and he just gives you that wee bit of energy and when when you bring on substitutes you always want um, to make an impact and what an impact he made in fairness to him you know well done Mickey delighted for you onwards and upwards thanks Damien thank you thank you I had to pull up Mickey there on 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 being humble. Like I, it, it probably flattered us. Ten points didn't flatter Calvin. Yeah, it, <clears throat> I was thinking about that myself. When the whistle blew, I turned around to Mickey Hannon and said, "I think we deserve to win by ten. Yeah. And in hindsight, looking at the way it played out, I think it flattered us a wee bit. And I'm not saying that to be negative, but like we got a goal at the very start of the start of the second half. We got a goal with the last kick of the ball, and they missed a penalty. Like if we hadn't got that goal in injury time. And if yeah. they had scored their penalty, it was it was three points or four points. I'd yeah. say maybe maybe seven, six or seven might have been fairer. But the only thing but is, we that were definitely one hundred percent deserving winners. But on the in between, we were way the better team in the second half playing against the Gale. We had more possession of the ball. We just because of the Gale that you're playing into, you didn't get as many scoring chances. So that's right. Like I I I still actually would stand by that we were ten points a better team. Probably just didn't get get enough chances in close to goal that. That, that warranted getting maybe the 10 points. Like, we were a bit fortuitous in the end, but the work rate of the team deserved a 10-point win. Yeah, well, they definitely outworked it. No doubt about that. Like, the effort level, again, I know we scored 3-10, but the quality going forward at times was questionable, I thought. But that's fine, because you're going to get that. It's, it's a team, it's a, mm. it's a work in progress, but the effort level was exemplary and like, that's all any supporter can ask for is that the team goes out and gives everything and th- those lads gave it everything in tough conditions so and it's the foundation of a good team yeah work rate yeah that's the foundation of any any successful team and I, I know I, I I well maybe I don't go on a lot about Liverpool but they played Southampton I think I said this on the podcast a while ago and that Southampton manager was a Southampton after the game anyway said we can talk about developing tactical awareness and 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 technical ability and all of these you know key phrases if you haven't got the desire to go out and win the first ball and the second ball the way that Liverpool team has all the rest is irrelevant and that's what Calvin are developing in my opinion at the minute that they're getting that foundation right we're going to work hard like and it starts that's why I I, I did go with Ocean Pearson for man of the match it starts in the full forward line a hard working team will always work as hard as the full forward line if the full forward line lets somebody go or doesn't put in a tackle somebody back down the field is frustrated and and annoyed that that tackle was missed and therefore has a a chip on their shoulder or or an excuse to not go real hard for the ball Mm. but but definitely not the forward line that's where while i i understand where you're talking about with the ball there are holes in the game but without the ball, you couldn't ask for more off the forward line even. No, no, I would 100% agree with that. I think James Smith's out of position in there. Even though I saw him doing well at full forward at times, with thrown in full forward with the Cavan Miners one year, and uh, I think he was injured and he got a goal, and I've seen him do well at mm-hmm. club level when thrown in there. I thought he was a fish out of water in there, and anyone that listens to the podcast knows that he's a player that I always champion. I like him, but I think he's better running towards the goals. Was his performance an improvement on the Westmead one? See, I, I wasn't at the Westmead game. Oh, sorry, you were. Yeah, so well, I believe he played well that evening. Yeah, he he committed in the second half. His first half performance wasn't great, but his oh, was second, he full forward? 
No, he was out more out around the middle towards the field. And I think he's he was, better rampaging towards the goals. He's yeah, great at that. I think he was out the field a lot though against Leash as well. I I think his performance is improving. He's not he's not nearly where he he could be, and you know maybe maybe not doing enough to hold on to a place on the team when everybody's back. But I I like the fact that he's getting games. And the other thing on James Smith, despite the fact that he's a big man. I think he's a summer footballer. I think mm, he's. I know what you mean. He'd be better in in the in the drier sod, and and therefore getting these games in now, getting the experience, I think will only do him good. Yeah, I know what you mean completely. The big talk about Damien that we should have started the show with really um, is was Evan Doherty going for gold? I was hoping. I know, I know you're not going to bring it up. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> it's it, it's nice and simple. Owen McConnell says, and he lo- he looked at the picture, and and the pictures. He says a thousand words. He meant it. Look at his face. There's such focused determination. I'm so going for this goal. He was the only person to say that to me about that picture. Someone else said it to me. And I was like, but would he not be concentrating if he was going for a point too? I know, but points for Evan Doughty are easy. He he only needs to concentrate when he's going for goals. I, I've done a little bit of research in the national press yesterday. Bought three newspapers. Now, can, can, can we, because we didn't actually get into this debate. I, I did reply to you saying, how many of those reports did you write? But... None. Usually, usually, there's one reporter that writes about four or five of the national. Well, I'll tell you now. Um, the Examiner had their own man there, Brendan O'Brien. He's from Portlaoise. Okay. Okay. So Brendan's report said he was talking about Owen Larry's goal, uh, scrappy goal for Leash. It was a score that left him just two points adrift as injury time approached. This in first half. But that changed when Evan Doughty tried to tip over a point from close range and instead ended up lobbing goalkeeper Niall Corbin and claiming Cavs first goal. And he's from Leash, you say? Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll just leave that there. I'll okay, right. there. I'm not casting any aspersions <laughs> on, on it. Uh, the reporter for the uh, Irish Times, there's no byline in that report. So it's probably the same man? No, he wouldn't be because Brendan would only be doing it for the examiner. There would have been, been a freelancer doing it, I imagine. Um, what would prove to be a costly period for Leash as Cavan scored a fortuitous goal to Evan Doughty who was surely going for a point when his effort hung in the air and deceived Niall Corbett by going in via the far post and last but not least Michael Verney in the Irish Independent Cavan received a double boost in first half injury time when Evan Doughty's effort for a point <laughs> looped over Niall Corbett and into the Leash net etc etc well, uh, okay, I can take your point on board that a lot of people Seem to think that it was a, a a point effort. A lot of people thought the Cavan were going to be relegated, and I'm <laughs> I'm being proven that that the, you know my knowledge is superior. So I'm going to stick with that one. So I am, but I listen. I'm going, as to, che- I said, I'm going to check RTE.ie while you're talking here because I forgot. No, don't bother. It. I've already checked it. I've already checked it. What? They they say it was uh, <laughs> he was going for a point. <laughs> And so does the Irish News, just for good measure. <laughs> okay. but, but I'm still not conceding. I'm still not conceding. But to be fair, those two might have been done by the, by the same manner that the Irish Times, to be fair. I have, I, have, uh, I have the inside information. I asked Evan, and he said I was going for a, go- a goal. So, you know, I, listen, I, I definitely would not doubt the man at his word. And I think it's very unfair for anybody else to, to question his word. Okay. Well, look, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away from, from Evan Doherty. Well, no, you clearly are. You're saying he was going for a point. Yeah, I am taking it <laughs> But I have to say, he lit up my summer last year because, as I've said several times in the podcast, oh. the way the cookie crumbled, I ended up going to five Coca-Cola's Championship matches last year. I practically be- 
became a member of the Cucullis fan club and Evan Doherty, my God, what Top a championship he had. He Top was absolutely amazing. I know exactly how good he is. And look, looking at the forward line that, that lined out at the weekend, a lot of maybe inexperience in it, but they're, they're growing. Like, I know, right, your, your backs did contribute to scores. Jerry Smith with three in particular coming up. Um, but your forward line for a rookie forward line, 310 as a total, it's, it's a good return. I can't argue with it. A 310 would win you most games. Like. Yeah. The, yeah. Where a 310 would win you, I'd, say, I'd imagine, 90% of the matches. So and still, and still on the there's the, lots of room for growth. In the them. conditions, yeah. I know, it was, it was great. And I think, like, Gerald McKernan almost always gets a couple of points. And when he's fully motoring, he, he has played very well in Brewster Park before, at senior and under 21 level. Mm. It seems to be a happy hunting ground for growth. I could see him having a big game on Saturday. Would you hold him f- for the forward line or midfield? He's, he seems to be rotating between... Like, he, he didn't start either half in midfield. Yeah, it, look at... You can, you can, you can be sure Garob would play well, like... You know, I w- I'm not worried about him or anything like that, that he's not... That he's... About his form or anything. Like, he was pretty... He said pretty okay last day, like... He yeah. was very solid, like... And he, he used the ball well. And probably just, should have had a goal. Oshin Pearson, if he put one foot wrong, was that he didn't lay off the one to... Or Garoud was steaming through on his left-hand side. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just hard to know. But I personally think half-four lines, maybe the spot for Garoud. Yeah. Now, maybe a wing forward and uh, let him do his thing. Get go you deep if he wants to go and, and, and come running late to attack. He's going to attract a lot of attention from defences and mm. maybe create space for the other new fellas on the team. Yeah, yeah. So we look forward to it. Um this Saturday night, unfortunately, I'm not going to be at it. I'm so disappointed I don't get down to Brewster. I'm away on a, on a, on a stag party, so I'll have to mind my other hand this time. Make sure <laughs> nothing happens there. Um, any other business? Any other business? No. Uh, we You're have Decl- Declan Bogue lined up. He's, for later he's in the week. done an interview with him for the Die Hard podcast. Gives some very interesting insights on Fermanagh. Yeah. So we look forward to that and uh, of course we had our, our journey home from Port Leash over on the Die Hard service. That's patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. So look, well done to the Cavan lads. Later on in the week we will be looking ahead um, to Cavan ladies are taking on Monaghan in, uh, on Sunday afternoon. So that's a big game in the Little Ladies National Football League Division 2. We'll be looking ahead to that and uh, looking back over Cavan Horlers or trying to get one of the lads in to have a chat with us about their defeat to Leitrim. But that's all over on the Patreon service uh, forward slash We Are Cavan. So thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. And don't forget to check out the McAvoy's Super Value Facebook page. 